Welcome to Vidstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm still a sick Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Yeah. Hey, I know something about game design. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about game design. Um, even though we've been doing this for, what are we up to? Episode 39 is this one is, I think, so. Yeah. We still don't know anything about game design. What's wrong with us? Well, I, I suppose what we do know is that we like games and we know what doesn't work. Yeah. We're fine. Well, yeah, you just you just spent 20 minutes talking to me off air about all the things that are wrong with VR adventure games. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's wrong with, with game design. Um, yeah, I think it, we'll see if any of our game ideas tend towards uh, adventure games in VR, which knowing us, they will <laughs> uh, this week. And, and maybe some of those, maybe some of those criticisms and ideas will, will come up in the course of the show. But either way, we're not, we're not part of the um, game design community. We're just two guys who love games. That's it. So, shall we get into it? So, Ben, Click Pitch mm-hmm. is a game where we both have a random word generator in front of us. Sounds like fun. We count, we count down three, two, one, click, and we both click refresh and see what words we can, we, we both get and we can turn into game designs. Okay. And then we pitch them at each other. We pitch them. Take, we pitch Take this. This is a curveball, this one. Oh, I haven't, okay. I haven't actually clicked yet. No, neither have I. Three, two, one, click. And that wasn't a click, that was a Coke opening. <laughs> Three, two, one, Coke. <laughs> may, the, may the random word generator gods shine down on us today as I present our finalist. Borrowing. Ooh. So, is this, is this uh, a contest to see who can borrow things the best? Well, see, I, I was taking the idea of the final person to um to borrow something so maybe there's there's some sort of so there's some sort of murder or it's kind of like a hot potato sort of thing if you're the final person with the thing then yeah. you win then you win all right i have so, i have something else but let you seem I, I like this murder kind of direction so let's so, explore that a little bit and if it is terrible then i'll bring up my idea <laughs> <laughs> so i'm seeing it as um you know how in the simpsons homer simpson always seems to be borrowing stuff from his neighbour, yep. Ned Flanders. Yes, yes. And so, everything has got, like, property of Ned <laughs> Flanders written on it. Yeah. So, I'm imagining it's a game where your neighbour has been borrowing all, all your equipment. Mm-hmm. And you've all reached your, your final straw. Okay. Um, you've reached your final straw. Yep. And you go over there to collect them. And it's, it's maybe an action-adventure game in which... You you have to um, rummage through this this guy's house, um, <laughs> finding all the things that have your name on them. Yeah, pretty much. See, I thought you were going to go in a direction of there's been a murder, but it's in this community where everyone's always borrowing things off each other, so you don't know. So the murder weapon has like tons of fingerprints all over it, and you have to figure <laughs> out who the final person to borrow it was. So that's sort of your your. Your path of investigation is tracking down. Oh no! Well, I lent it to to Jim, um, the, that machete because he needed to cut down some really uh, tough weeds in his garden. So, you, so you, you track back through through um, through to Jim's place and it's like, oh no 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 no! I, I, I borrowed I, this off, off Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I hacked down those weeds and then uh, Michael came over and said he really needed to uh, kill some- I mean, uh, <laughs> scrape some paint off his house. All the uses- That was attached to a person. All the uses for a- uh, for a machete in the in your average suburban neighborhood, you know. Um, so it's almost uh, it's almost a bit of Cluedo mixed with La Noire, um, or, or okay. like some of those sort of investigative sort of games. And then when you get to the final person, then you and you work out who who the murderer is. Then another another case comes up, and you've got yeah, to do you've, the same thing all over again. Yeah, it's really repetitive. It's actually a terribly bo- terribly boring game. <laughs> This time, but this because time, it's in VR, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, everything's fun in VR. This should be a new tagline. Well, what? Okay, so the other, since we've had two ideas now that haven't really been out, I did have one other thing. Okay. Uh, was that you are a borrower, as in a tiny person who lives in somebody's house. Yep. And. Um, you have some sort of contest. <laughs> it's like who can uh, run run around the house fastest without being seen and steal. Sh- steal. I mean, borrow things. Um, you know, yep. collecting food, collecting tools, catapulting yourself across the kitchen. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a platform racer, but you're a borrower in a kitchen. So it's basically a little big planet. I think I just made little big planet. Yeah, I think you did. Or um, or that. Um, but the way yarn we, game. the way that we could change it is it's in VR. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> Belch. <laughs> Belch? Like to- Yep. To burp? To burp? Belch? Okay. To burp. Thoroughfare. I mean, I'm just getting- I'm just getting visions of a busy road where everyone's burping. Like, that doesn't really- it's not a game in any way. It's just disgusting. Okay, so when when do you normally belch after after a fine meal? Mm-hmm. You belch. Okay, so it's it's set in this busy um, this busy district um, of of the city where there's all these awesome um, restaurants, and um, you can tell how well each each of the restaurants are doing from the fact that um, <laughs> you know as as the patrons exit they. <laughs> They're belching. Yeah. Um, so you, as a um, belch sniffer. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually seeing it as sort of like a 1930s sort of. Um, you, yeah, you're like okay. a mafioso sort of sort of guy going down trying to hit up all the places for for like their protection money. Right, but there's just people coming out of a burp, burping, belching. Um. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking that you know that's. That's one part of it. You can tell which um which which restaurants are uh, doing places well, are, which ones are doing well by gonna, by the quality of the, the most money. coming. The out. quality, so it's not just the quantity; it's the quality. You've got some sort of measurement system. <laughs> you give them a sniff. It's like how uh, opaque they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoa! I could barely see through that one. <laughs> how chunky. So- so I'm imagining that it's a. Um, so you probably don't want a belch to be chunky because that means the food's probably not not very good. <laughs> um, I think the fact that if it's a <laughs> if it's a chunky belch, then it's actually a little bit more than a than a belch. I think yeah. they've actually thrown up. Yeah, that's called vomiting. Uh, <laughs> 
thought you were going to say some other word then. What? I don't know what. Oh. I just thought I just thought there was going to be something. My pause was just pregnant than... enough to make your yep. mind go crazy. Uh okay, I, I mean I I'm not sure where the game that where that game can go is my thing. Uh I feel like the belching should be some sort of maybe obstacle or propulsion. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just picturing that scene from the um, from uh, Willy Wonka. You know where? where oh, the fizzy the lifting phys- drinks. The fizzy lifting drinks, and then they're burping to to, to um, go down. Yeah. So, so now I'm picturing that it's a um, finally Willy Wonka has actually developed this this um, this drink and has released it to out out into the public. Okay, and so um, it's going really really well. Uh, but because of um because of the early accidents that that were occurring mm-hmm. there's new um air traffic laws that are actually in place okay um <laughs> okay <laughs> so i like this so basically and this is where thoroughfare comes in is you exactly. is you have your like flight paths for people who have been drinking the fizzy lifting drink yeah and they're so, using it. so it just so- it just basically become a new method of transport it was meant. It was meant yeah, to be a tasty drink, but it turns out that it just completely it, revolutionized. Transport. Yeah, transportation. So, um, it's, particularly it's only when they discovered that when you're floating, farting like gives you a real propulsion through the air. So it's like drink, take off, fart your way to where you're going, burp your way down, and just hope that you know you don't have the runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the flight paths are in place. <laughs> to make sure they're not over anybody who's gonna be shat upon. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I think r- shitting aside, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he could do some like it, I'm, I'm picturing an open world kind of thing, right? Like a crackdown or something where this is because uh, those games. Uh, what makes or breaks them is always your traversal, right? Like how you get around. You really need to, yeah. it needs to be fun to get around the big city or desert or fucking tr- racetrack or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we can make this feel real good, so you're running along, you hit a button to chug a bottle of fizzy lifting drink, Wonka's fizzy lifting drink, um, WFLD for short. <laughs> And you know you start you just start zooming up into the air, and then you've got limited propulsion around. It, it becomes a real challenge to to get where you're going, or to or to at least to land exactly where you want, because you have to time those burps just right. Like every time you burp, you just like drop out of the sky. It's like heavy turbulence sort of thing. It just like drops you in midair until you sort of caught at that lower level where your your in, inner lifting. Equal like equalizes with the atmosphere or something. Yep. <laughs> we'll come up with some uh, scientific way of how it actually works. I'm now picturing this as you play, um, you play a police officer in in this new world, and okay, so we're mixing up uh, the policewoman plunge from last week, and now it's. I don't know. I didn't listen. <laughs> of course, you didn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I listened. I know. Yeah, that, that was actually awesome. Yeah. Um, no, no, I like that. That's yeah. You can be, but so, so I'm saying because of because of this. Um, I know. Is there is there some sort of um, story that's happening behind the scenes in which you know too much consumption mm. is actually a bad thing? 
mm. and has, can actually have some sort of some sort of dangerous effect. So it's sort of like a um, gives you. It's a risk versus reward. You know how in uh, the Dishonored games, if you go around killing everyone, then it does something to the world. Yeah. Um. So I'm seeing it like if you if you go around, you know, ca- catching all these people from via. Um, using the fizzy lifting drinks, okay, you know, and going off and, and catching him in the in the air, and you know if if that's the way that these these bank robbers are getting away, you know, <laughs> is there a way of actually um, driving along underneath them and 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 you know trying grappling to, hooks trying to be at the right at the right place at the right time? I like just it. To, I like that the, catch I like it being the opposite of of just cause. There's all these other people. Floating around with the fizzy lifting drink, but you know that it's like can- is going to give you cancer, so you don't want to use it. So you're using your grappling hook just to pull them back down. It's not you flying around gra- <laughs> grappling onto things. It's you're on the ground and you've got a grappling hook to like yank criminals out of the air. <laughs> and the, you know, there's there's other power ups in which you can um, spider man around everywhere. But you know, obviously, if you if you're coming down, you're coming down hard. Well, that's it. If you, you- yeah, if you use the fizzy, if you do when you do decide to use the fizzy lifting drink, um, you can then use that grappling hook to like pull yourself around. But yeah, you do have to be yeah, careful. So, so I'm I'm seeing it that there's you know this sort of um a couple of different ways through the game in which you know you can be using the fizzy lifting drink all the way, but there's there's certain events that actually happen if if you do that, and there's a certain storyline that goes down if, if you do that. And if you don't use any at all, then it goes down a different sort of storyline. Hmm. Oh, well, I Just- think I think the main storyline is generally uncovering the fact yeah. that Wonka knew the whole time that this was an incredibly dangerous uh, uh, product. You know, just like the- just like the cigarettes companies back in the 50s or whatever, trying to cover up the fact that the fizzy lifting drink gives you butt cancer- uh, <laughs> and anal leakage <laughs> may cause anal it's, leakage. Yeah, they did have they it, did it's have on the package. they did have that on the package, but everyone ignores that. <laughs> um, um, so on anal leakage, I think maybe we'll finish that one. Exponential nutrient. Exponential nutrients. Hmm. So. Some sort of <laughs> some sort of growing game. Okay, you've got something. Let me ramble um, on through my mind so, for a little bit. So, okay, so it's all about homeopathy. <laughs> okay. Okay. And and as as you um you know, as you uh continue to uh dilute the nutrients, they grow exponentially. Yes. That's how it works, isn't it? That's how the universe works. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> In the minds of morons. Uh, okay, okay. We can. <laughs> so, should we just take that concept and make and just generally use the word homeopathy as our prompt, or is it something around generating homeopathic treatments? So, basically, uh, filling things up from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it something about the way homeopathy? Affects the world, obviously not in a direct method because it's just fucking water. But uh, I should have moved away. Look, I should I've, have moved I've away from the mic some- for that. <laughs> but uh, but in the way, I don't know socially- you can hear it at the moment. Oh, is that your homeo- homeopathic uh- dinosaur poo solution? Yes, this is my homeopathic shit water. Hmm, <laughs> all the goodness of shit. <laughs> 
it's been filtered. It's filtered through. But it's it's like cures like, so you'll never shit again. You just you just got cured of, of shitting. Well done. Hang on a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> leave them. No, didn't work. Leave the microphone on. You need to prove to us. Um, okay, uh, we're both. I'm trying. We to can't think. see each other, so it's a double blind test. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. Okay. Um, that's enough of us shitting on. Oh, yeah, shitting on we've t- we've um, there. It's, we've said shit and diarrhea and anal leakage too many times in this episode. Like uh, this episode's going down the toilet. Ah, okay. Okay. So, have you got anything for exponential nutrient? No, no. I think I think we could. I mean, if we if we have anything around homeopathy, I think we can take that. Uh, otherwise, it's just I don't know. I, I was thinking of some sort of plant growing something. I don't know. Did you have and the 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 amount of um the amount of nutrients from the manure that you need is exponentially large. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's maybe it's along the lines of um the you know the more you grow, you use the waste from that to the bio waste to fertilize the rest of it. And that means you can grow more and use that to grow more. And that's exponential. (laughs) That's not very interesting though. That's just fucking Farmville. Let's let's click again. All right. Three to one click. (laughs) Okay. Tell me yours. Livestock. Okay. 60. Just the number 60. Just the number 60. Okay. So, this is going to be another ooh, poo game, ooh, isn't ooh. it? No, 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 no. 1960s. Okay. Um, livestock instead of Woodstock. <laughs> okay. This is an and alternate universe where Woodstock was called livestock. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So it's and you took the it's, brown. It's acid. a game. You took the brown acid, and uh, it's a very trippy game. So I'm, I'm picturing it being. You're a security guard at, at wood, livestock. At livestock, yeah. Get it right. It's livestock. Um, so I'm imagining it to be sort of like a um, open world game in which um, you know you've got to try and um, go and get you know certain certain things for for the different acts that go up on stage. So you know. Um, so, some of the uh, one of one of the acts that's about to go on wants you know brown acid, so you you've got to go out and you try and source, source that brown, brown acid. acid. For them. So you've cha- um, yeah, okay. Then there's you know a fight happening over over at this this stage, so you've got to you got to head out there and and help break that up. And you could, you could have you know some sort of um, maybe some sort of creepy mystery about a about one of the acts being murdered and. You know, you've got three days to solve this murder so it's before a, everyone disappears. So it's a VR adventure game. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I, no, v- VR or not, I like this idea of it kind of being this, uh, yeah, like narr- narrative kind of open world narrative game set at Livestock, the big music festival in the 60s. Lots of people yep. around- Everything's muddy, um, drugs everywhere, sex everywhere, music's going all the time, and yeah, you're and then kind a of murder happens. Oh, okay, so it's a murder mystery on stage, um, backstage, maybe on stage, maybe backstage. I'm thinking backstage because you you 
you kind of only want a few witnesses because you don't really want to have to, um, you know, be going through a whole heap of um, drug-addled fans um, witness testimonies. So it's uh, yeah. So if someone comes out and they say, "There's been a horrible accident, and the Grateful Dead are dead," and we're all grateful. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> No, like one of the musical one of the musical acts has been murdered, and they were twenty seven. Of course, they were twenty seven. Uh, and yeah, so you have to solve it, and the, you know, there's a big challenge of solving an act when everybody you speak to is drug addled or fucking or a musician. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm picturing it's going to be sort of like you're you've got three days to solve this because the murder is. Is going to literally. Um, oh yeah, like they'll just leave with the crowd. Is that what you? They'll escape with they'll the crowd. With you the know, crowd. you know that they haven't gotten away because, um, you know, no, no one was allowed to leave this. Yeah, like the this thing. It's it's in the middle of nowhere. As soon as it happens, you're able to like lock it down. You know, there's all this open space around where all these people are. Um, so you're you're yeah. able to lock it down to the fact that all right, nobody can leave. You know, if they try to leave, they'll be spotted a mile away because they're they're sort of out of the crowd and out of the area. So you know yeah. that they're still in that zone, but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. So, so yeah, you got three days and and fifty thousand people, fifty thousand suspects, and you have to interview all of them. <laughs> That's the I'm, whole I'm, game. I, I'm just I'm now seeing this as as sort of like. Um, Three days, one murder, 50,000 suspects. Yeah, totally. And, you know, that's the tagline. And, and throughout the entire game, you know, you can, you can sort of, um, work it out to be, you know, maybe a certain subset of fans. So you can, you can maybe, uh, limit right. it down to. Yeah. There, there, there's some sort of feud going on between the Grateful Dead, um, and the Who fans. For s- and and you've got um I know wit- witness testimonies of of people at the back who who say that this person was wearing witness testimonies out the back. Yeah, he totally floated in on a rainbow cloud and then threw a fish at the guy that <laughs> turned into a crocodile and bit his head off. Uh, and, and then it and then it uh, dug into the ground and and flapped away uh in a musical harmony that made me want to kiss the ground. And you're just like noting it down, okay. <laughs> um, but and, but, and maybe, but maybe you could pepper in some song lyrics in there as well. <laughs> but but what I was going to say is, like you actually you actually have to like decipher the drug addled testimony to pull out the fact that oh well um, he was wearing a t shirt with a fish on it, and that's why he said he threw a fish. At him. <laughs> and there's some and, sort of um, I don't think fish. I think fish came had, later. P H I S H. It's not had, a good um, reference. Crocodile boots on, so that's where the crocodile came from. And yeah, I know you can you can go you can go down and, and decipher some of it. Um, I'm imagining all the different possibilities of you know you've got um, a whole heap of different groups that you can talk to. Maybe there's you know X number of witnesses that that are sort of seen out the back, but. The more I talk about this, the more I think of room full of Garfields. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit similar to that. 
Um, but it's not set at a at a um, at a at a convention, Comic Con, or whatever. No, no, I think there'd be. I think we can make this different enough. I think there are different challenges. Although it- challenges, I mean, it's it's set, set in what nineteen sixties. So, so therefore, you've got um, you know, flower power happening and whole heap of whole heap of awesome things. Yeah. That- maybe this is just the start of our new franchise of murder mysteries set in like public places at as period pieces. Because I'm pretty sure um, Room Full of Garfields was set in the 80s, wasn't it? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Next, we'll do one in the 40s. We'll just keep jumping back 20 years or so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you got anything else for this? No, I, I like the general idea. You could you could uh, definitely put in a lot of good jokes and stuff around the bands and uh, and the music and drugs and whatever. Uh, but like we said at the beginning, we don't know anything about comedies, so and we're not going to attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it up to your imagination, listener. Yes, our, our level of comedy has already been clearly shown. Oh, with- we're spent. That was it. What you just heard—that was yeah. the extent of it. Let's click again and see if we can yeah, for the moment. <laughs> see if we can come Pretty up with quick. something else funny. Judge. Oh God! Did you get Judy? Ryan or no. Reinhold? Okay, I had to click a few times because this is the two best um, judges. What a- because um, some of the words that I got were ones that we've actually already done. Okay. Um, so, your word was judge. Judge. Baboon. Judge baboon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, it kind of writes itself, really. It's- Jungle court. Yeah, jungle- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, it's a courtroom- <laughs> So it's a it's a courtroom game set in the jungle, obviously. Judge Baboon presiding. Yep. Um he's got a a fucking gorilla for a bailiff. Yep. Uh please don't blame us if these creatures don't actually live together in real life. We don't care. They're all an- we don't give animals. A shit. It's they're anthropomorphic, so shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Um they travelled there. They're they're fucking expats. So now I'm just literally picturing you get presented two arguments. Okay, and Judge Judy style, you get to you get to adjudicate. Um, adjudicate. Um, what one of the cool things about this game is that as someone's talking, if you if you um don't like what they're saying, you know how she interrupts people. Yeah, how Judge Judy interrupts people. Well, Judge Baboon also interrupts people, but, but he he interrupts them by throwing bananas, not feces, oh. like you thought I was going <laughs> to no, say. No, I, I thought you were going to say he just screams like that fucking piercing baboon scream um, to get him to shut up. Uh, but okay, he oh, throws bananas. Yeah. Bananas. That's racist. Yep. That is so racist. But anyway. Okay, feces. Yeah, okay. So, uh, gameplay-wise, I mean, is it just... I mean, let's think of other sort of courtroom games. You've got uh, Phoenix Wright sort of style thing, although you don't play it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you don't play a judge in that. um, Are there any others? I don't really know any others other than just having it as a sort of standard conversational puzzle sort of thing. I'm seeing that in this type of this type of thing, there there's obviously no lawyers. They they're all, um, yeah. It's just like sort of di- um, civil themselves and complaints, civil disputes. Yeah. Um, you have Parking to tickets. you have to listen and then um, you know <clears throat> adjudicate based based on based on that. Okay, and maybe there can be a storyline <clears throat> behind it that um, you know 
Yeah. Pe- people. You get to know some of these people as they come into your courtroom multiple times. Uh, um, yeah. May- maybe you can, if if you keep on leaning on the on the one particular side, then, you know, they start um, giving you- Giving you extra bananas on the side. Okay, so there's corruption in place. Potentially, there could be corruption in place, and you get you get to. That's one of the choices. Choose how Judge Baboon actually goes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, um, I mean, everyone keeps on watching that Judge Judy show. I mean, it's been on for what twenty eight fucking years. (laughs) That's a good guess. Very specific. Sure. Yeah. Um, So I'm now picturing that you could you could literally just take cases straight out of there and just reimagine it for for animals. Jesus fuck, there's 5909 episodes of Judge Judy. Fuck me. <laughs> that is a lot of episodes. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and there's how many cases a day? There's there's like what two or three cases a day. And it hasn't even it's only been running for 21 years. 21 yeah. years. So you're close. But I bet you wouldn't have guessed that many fucking episodes. Jesus oh, fuck Christ. No. Um, tell me the truth. How many did you actually guess that it would be in episodes? Oh, I didn't guess. I just, I wanted to see if you, I, I wanted to see if you were I right on the 28 years. maybe about a thousand or, um, you know, maybe 1500, I mean, but not 5,000. 21 years. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a, an episode that's less than an episode a day for all that time, right? So it's just been daily. I mean, if it's ju- if God it's just it. weekdays, yeah, there's five thousand so, so four hundred and sixty weekdays in that time. So, so I'm seeing a lot she's of had DLC. some weekend specials. <laughs> yeah, DLC. That's it. It's it's basically, um, well, I was going to say it's so proper. It's so proper ish, I guess. But like, yeah, I I like the idea. If you could make this in a way that you could just write new stories for it without having to do a lot of code and a lot of um, new artwork and stuff. You could bring out episodes daily. We're going to get I mean, 5,909 episodes racist. of this fucking thing. I don't, I don't want to sound racist. Okay. A, a lot of animals look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, so the lion you know, the lion that came uh, to complain about his girlfriend about stealing and it's- uh, his uh, puppy, <laughs> his puma. <laughs> I just yep. want Geraldine back. Because that's what you call your pet puma is Geraldine. Yep. Everyone knows that. If you're a lion, and and so so you you listen to these things, you can attack. You, you can know. attack them. <laughs> no, you can attack. As, as you in, can attack their testimony. You, know, attack their arguments. Yeah. you can, yeah. Um, or you can, if you really want, you can attack them. I mean, baboons can be pretty aggressive. But um, you can turn around, so- show them your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so, so I'm now picturing, you know, you got. It, it doesn't all have to be voice acted because, I mean, that's no, no, that's no. literally going to take a long, a long time yeah. to, to actually do. So to to actually churn this out, um, we're going to be able to sell seasons. So um, in in the DLC, you'll have, you know, uh, with it you get seasons one th- one through five for for free, and maybe within seasons one through five, you've got maybe two hundred something cases. But then you just we keep on adding more seasons that um, you can then purchase for like, you know, I know whatever a um, whatever a good price is for yeah another for another hundred thirty forty cases <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah I could I could see this just becoming 
it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Judge Baboon case over my lunch break, and you know, and there is this underlying story that's happening that kind of creeps up or occasionally you'll get, you know, a set of 10 cases that's a bit of a story that presents a bit of a story arc and maybe requires you to to have played the previous ones. You know, I think you have to do them in order. Yeah. And then you could do that telltale thing of, of you know, um, other people attack the te- testimony oh, yeah, during, definitely. during this time. It could be a bit then, of a social thing um, um, to really show what your other people, yeah, what your friends- how your friends did it, how how many people overall judged one way or um, another or, 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 yeah, made certain decisions. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe depending on when you when you actually um, interrupt a testimony, maybe you missed something that was that was crucial. Yeah. So, um, you know, depending on how good the, how good the metrics are, your your system could actually be um, because because you didn't click um at this time, and you didn't push hard enough on this part of the testimony, you actually missed out this, that, um, you know, the lion has actually been abusing Ger- Geraldine, and you should never have- um, <laughs> You should never have granted him custody again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Uh, I- I'm seeing it as an iPhone game. Um, you know, I mean, I, I see lots of these these sort of things. Um, you know, pe- people-, people um, you know, play a lot of these uh, murder mystery yeah, yeah. sort of games on the iPhone. Yeah, that'd so work well. why wouldn't they play Judge Baboon? No, I think that'd work really well, actually. Um, this yeah. is actually a, re- a really smart idea, I think. I think you could actually do this really well. Because, yeah, you you don't need a lot of art assets. Um, you know, you can occasionally add new uh, animals or something. But again, they can be reused. If you do it well, you can just switch out their clothes and stuff. You know, yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, it's um, it'll work. It'll work well. And of course, you can unlock yeah. hats for Judge Baboon. Of course. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, that's that's just opening up for you know if, if microtransactions. You do really well on the microtransactions. Yeah, if you do really well, the seasons are also part of the microtransactions. Yeah. May- maybe maybe the um, the seasons are, are like something that you purchase on the side, but you also have like um, every day you release a new. A new case, so right. Um, you know, as part of your free cases, you know that you release, you release one a day, and there's like a a small pack of like, um, maybe two seasons worth of um of cases that you get with with the purchase of the of the initial game. Well, you no, you, you'd, you'd want to start it free to play. You'd want to start it free to play. You, you get the first, oh, you yeah. get the first yeah. couple seasons for free, and then we start charging you for more. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> it sounds very much like um you know your first taste for free and the good shits. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, that's good shit's that, going to cost you a fuckload of money. That's how fucking iPhone games work, man. That's their business model. They just stole it from the drug trade. All right, that's that's cool. That's so wrong. That's, that's I th- I feel so like wrong, so I feel awesome. like I feel like someone could actually run with that and make a fuck balls of money. But yeah. Um. So come uh, come back next week when we um. When we announce the release date for Judge Baboon, <laughs> <laughs> and if I see someone bringing out fucking Judge Rhesus, then we're going to know you stole our idea. Was <laughs> <laughs> there okay. any other fucking one click primate I could think of? Uh, okay, send anxiety. So this is a word where you can send emotions through email. Um, I, I was sort of <laughs> trying to come up with some some sort of um. Or some sort of yeah, go on. narrative game around having just sent a text. 
and you got you got that anxiety of you know can you get to this person um before they read the, read the text so you can <laughs> maybe delete it off their phone or something like that there's a lot yeah there's a lot of anxiety around sending things because uh, it could be around wanting to send an email or a text or something that is you know you don't know how to say it or it's been so long that since they sent it to you that now it's going to look weird if you reply three weeks later. Uh, three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> that's quick. Um, no, okay. Jeez, so I'd, I'd, be, I'd be lucky to, to message you back sometimes within a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person who I actually have regular conversations with online anymore. Everyone else are like end up waiting a week before I reply and just peters out. Uh, okay, okay, no, okay, but sending- you've just sent a text, so you need to distract them to get their phone and delete it, is that it? I, I'm I'm thinking that, um, you know, the intro movie is set, setting up the scene that, you know, th- this is something that you've wanted to send for a long time, but, um, then when- then when you sent it out, you realise that you didn't- you didn't really want to so send is it, this- or, or, you know, a co-worker comes up and just clicks- clicks the enter button on the send. So, is this an expression of unrequited love? Is it giving someone a piece of your mind? Is it- um, it, it, it could- it Asking could be someone for money. Things. It could be any one of those things, and I'm just imagining the anxiety of sending an unfinished email to- um, Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing unrequited love. Could be- Could be- you know, the maybe, most anxiety-inducing Maybe it's, maybe it's different of- in every level. Maybe it's like an arcade sort of game where every letter, every level starts off with you sending a text to someone and then wishing you could take it back. So, you have to, like, run through the level and dodge all the obstacles and get to their phone before they get back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do things like, I don't know, distract them in certain ways. Um, you know, call a friend to come and- I don't know, fucking break the microwave that they're trying to eat lunch at because this level's set in an office because it's a co-worker or it's your boss who you finally, like, told them what you think of them uh, and then realised that you actually like your jo- like having money in your pocket uh, and, and so decide to <laughs> take it back. And so you get- So, so you get the most- I'm, I'm You get the most points the bottom, you by get having- you an anxiety meter. Yeah, okay. Does, I feel like that would start off- Max, maxed out <laughs> after that sort of situation. Yeah, it, it it's it's at max, but it depends on what what you actually do. Depends on whether you know it gets to dangerously overfilled sort of levels, or whether you can actually relieve some of that anxiety by I don't know maybe maybe I'm just, just trying to wonder what sort of what well, sort of gameplay it was. I'm thinking I'm thinking that you have multiple win conditions, right? Like you get the most points. If you manage to get their phone, somehow get their passcode, log in, delete the text, put it back where where you found it without them being at all suspicious, right? That's maximum points. Um, Less points, you just completely destroy their phone, but at least they haven't seen it. Um, You know, minimum points, or maybe this is like a stopgap for your anxiety or something. You send them a follow-up text where it's just like, lol, JK. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and just hope that that was enough to for some reason 
the the gameplay that I'm seeing is like remember that game Paperboy? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm picturing what? that that sort of 45 degree angle. Okay. You you're running and having to like jump over things. You're not obviously delivering any papers or anything like that, but there's um you're running along a street and there's like people mowing their lawns and <laughs> And what? you know, there's yeah. someone watering their garden, and and kids trying to trip you up with jump ropes. Well, and, okay, here's here's the thing. Just- so there's multiple aspects to each time you play this. There's getting yep. to wherever the person's phone is, and yep. that's it. Starts off, and it could be multiple things. If you've got a car, you start off in a car. Maybe you run out of petrol, then you have to be running, like you're saying. And so, but that, yep. that whole thing is, yeah, it's that sort of 45 degree angle. You've got a few sort of positions. You can just, you know, drive left or right to dodge things, get out of the way, go up on the sidewalk if you need to, lose points if you kill people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but then when you gain, gain a lot more anxiety as, as cops start following you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a thing. You don't lose points if you get arrested as long as you destroy the phone or delete the text. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but then the next part is you get to where you're going, and then it's kind of a stealth slash distractions. I'm almost picturing, uh, did you ever play that game? What Miss miss something. It was like a stealth stealing, stealing game. Um, shit. Miss something. Miss take. The marvelous miss take. Um, it's actually kind of cool. And you, you're basically, you're sneaking around at a sort of isometric, like 3D, but isometric-ish, you know, like top-down view, yep. um, having to like hide behind things, get away from guards. Uh, you've got sort of little tricks up your sleeve. So I'm picturing that, but every level, like if it's your boss, then you're in, um, like the, office, the building. office building. Yeah. And so you're, you're walking around behind cubicles and sneaking around and you have to somehow, uh, find out their passcode and, or I don't know, steal their fucking thumbprint or something, right? Like somehow get into their phone and that, that you either, you can do that or not. You know, if you, if it took you too long to get there, um, you can just, you can just destroy the, the phone. You can just throw it out the window. But like if the bot, if you can steal it, you can, if the boss sees you, right, you're going to get fired anyway. If he, if he sees you throwing your fucking phone out the window. So yeah, there's, there's things you can do to distract them. Um, but, you know, it's different for different things. So, maybe if it's, you know, the boy you had an unrequited crush on, then it's set in a park or something or, uh, you know, where, wherever that person happened to be. Uh, or, yeah, if it's you asked your dad for money, then it's at your the house you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get caught, they're just like, oh, I didn't think you were visiting today. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you travelled all the way from New York. Yeah. You live. <laughs> we live in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole level where you spend twenty hours on a plane <laughs> trying to keep your anxiety down. No, I like. I like, like. Oh, that email! I read that like an hour ago. We've got <laughs> read it like six hours ago. Yeah, you can have some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> and and maybe that maybe that's. That's the thing. If if they actually, if they do actually catch it, um, and catch you, or don't, or you don't even have to really do anything. You can just sit there as your anxiety meter just you know skyrockets, um, skyrockets, and you're just like, oh my god. And then but and then it, it always just turns on- out fine. <laughs> <laughs> like the boss goes, oh yeah, hmm, I do do that a lot. Criticism taken. Yeah. 
The boy, the you boy, what? you're I can't the boy, be a you're complete in- and utter asshole. Yeah. The boy you're into is like, oh, now that I think of it, I am madly in love with you. <laughs> yeah, and and you, you did just message back, no, you're not having any money. <laughs> it's like, uh, 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 uh. But I love you <laughs> anyway, even though you asked me for money. What do you need the money for? <laughs> Sex toys. Oh, that's fine. Then. <laughs> as long as you share. Uh, right. So you want to click. Sharing is caring. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the next again. word I got is jerk. <laughs> drumstick. Okay. So you're a drummer who is a jerk with a drumstick. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like you're just explaining a drummer to me. Exactly. That's my point. So you work in a Caribbean restaurant. <laughs> Making jerked chicken. It's a cooking game. But also, you're kind of a jerk and you're a drummer. (laughs) Um, Okay, so what sort of gameplay? Maybe it's a cooking game that you have to play on the rock band drums. Ooh. That could be kind of cool, actually. So, what what I'm seeing is, um, like, one of those uh, sort of steel drum sort of things with like the concave you put all the spices down on it and if you if you bang it in the right position you know that um all the spices get get mixed in together and you throw the throw the chicken at the right time and you can sort of get that caravine steel drum music happening okay yeah that's cool uh yeah i kind of like this idea of a rhythmic cooking game uh um so i i'm picturing have you ever like had something on on like a drum kit like like some sort of some sort of powder or something like that yeah well if, I, if not you personally just but whack i know willy nilly if you just whack willy nilly it's going to go everywhere yeah so if you want to keep it within this um steel drum you know you got to you got to whack different different areas to try and counteract all the vibrations it's not going to actually be um the rock band drums you're going to create a new peripheral for it and so it'll actually know where on the steel drum you're actually banging, so that you can, you know, sort of uh, work out where where the um where to keep the spices, how to keep the spices in in the drum kit itself. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's obviously there needs to be a rhythmic aspect to it though. Like, uh, is there music going on that you're playing to? Yeah, I think okay. so. So it's a new peripheral. It's a steel drum drum peripheral, yep. and it matches up with what's happening on the screen. And so, okay. So I'm just trying to picture how that would look. So, yeah, you hit in certain places and that basically bounces the powder off. So, you are you cooking in this? You're just cooking in this steel drum. It's basically a steel drum that you're cooking I, in. I, I think depending depending on what thing is on the screen depends on, um, you know, what what you're actually doing with the steel drum. So, so you may just be mixing the herbs in this particular part. So, you know, you, you're hitting around the steel drum to create your rhythm for for the herb mixing part. And then when you get to cooking, it's like, a, it's a different sort of thing. Right. You need to, now you need to now it's like hit-, hit in this sort of pattern so that you can flip yeah, the chicken. Yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's cool. So, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to picture what's on the screen. Like, are you just seeing the drum on the screen? And uh, Because you want it to work into some sort of music or some sort of rhythmic thing. Like, do you get notes coming down that match certain things that, um, or, or is it, or is that too easy then? Like, you need to, uh, you need to, there needs to be some sort of, 
uh, I mean, the gameplay is that you're trying to, like, you need to make the decisions, right, to, to hit in particular places to actually physically knock this thing around. So, I'm now seeing, like, as the notes are coming in, kind of like, um, I'm seeing it almost like a Dance Dance Revolution sort of, sort of yeah. thing. As it's coming up, you got maybe eight different points in which you can hit on the, um, on the yep. drum. But as it gets to a point, like the actual drum itself, like the physical drum will actually light up in the point that you were supposed to have Oh, hit. okay. Um, you've got that sort of, you can, you can look down at the drum, you can look, you can look up and you'll know when, when something needs to be hit because depending on where it's actually going into, into the drum, you'll sort of be able to tell on the screen where you need to be hitting next, but how that you've also got a visual representation on the instrument itself. Yeah. Cause I know that whenever I play an instrument, like literally like the bass guitar, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking out. I'm usually looking down at my bloody instrument. So I know where, <laughs> what, what I'm actually hitting at this time. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm looking down at this, this instrument, I need to know what, what I I'm mean, that's fine. That's fine. Next. I just, I feel like all we're making now is. And, and this might be o- drum this hero. might be okay. <laughs> is that it's a rock band style game for the the steel drum, uh, but they, they do, like it 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 obviously it'll affect the cooking that's going on on the screen. But you're not actually making any decisions about like how to best cook things. I, I get it's almost just a it's a visualization. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a visualization of it. The the better you play. The more like taste, the tastier the dish will be, and if you fuck things up, then like it means you burnt that side because you didn't because you missed the note that would have flipped it. I guess that's <laughs> I guess that's fine. Um, I know where, where where else can you see it going? Well, yeah, I guess it was more. It's very. I mean, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to actually have any sort of gameplay that's not just hitting notes at the time in time with the music. Uh, uh because if you if you're having to do something strategic. I mean, I guess that I guess the only analog I can think of is like Donkey Konga, where the level is designed in such a way that if you hit the beats at the right time, it will sound good, and you'll like. Th- there are certain points in the level that it's it will be you get like your ideal run, uh, yep. and if you do it at that point, it will also sound good. But if you sort of, if your timing's a bit off, not only will it not sound as good just because of the nature of the music. Uh, but you will not succeed in the game as well. Uh, but that's a little. I think I feel like that's a little bit more difficult to translate into cooking <laughs> than than platforming. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in general, that's a cool idea <laughs> and quite unique. I think <laughs> very new, unique. Yeah. Okay. Let's click for one last click pitch. Okie dokie. Three, two, one. Click. Snack. <laughs> tawny. As in like a tawny owl, like the colour, like the sort of well pattern, I suppose. T A W N Y. Of yes, of orange brown or yellow yellowish brown colour. Tawny snack. <laughs> um yeah, I mean my mind did go to the tawny owl, which is a, a breed of owl. Yeah. So maybe you play maybe this is an owl simulator. Okay. And you're searching for a you're snack. You're searching for a snack. So, a mouse, a squirrel, a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you can find, man. You're hungry. You're a hungry fucking owl. It's the middle of the night. That baby has escaped his house. Too bad. (laughs) I I just- My mind just went to 
a small kid on a tricycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ring in the bell as you pick them up and carry them away. <laughs> uh, oh shit! So I mean, there, there could be some. It could be quite rewarding just to fly around as an owl, right? Swoop down, grab small animals, um, yep, pick them up. What do you? So you got owl vision? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so I, I TM. guess, where's the challenge going to come? That you could you could have to hunt at different times of the night. So there's obviously going to there's probably going to be an ideal time for an owl and their eyesight uh, to hunt. So yes. that that could just that could affect your owl vision, right? Like, you, yep. you well, they're nocturnal animals, so yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I think some owls perhaps like hunt best at dusk or something when there's still a little bit of light, rather than like the dead of night or whatever, you know, something like that. I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are differences, and so perhaps it's sort of balancing um, your hunger and energy against the actually hunting at the ideal time of day. Okay, so maybe. Um, it starts off and you're, um, you're living in your mum and dad's nest. Okay. Okay. So this is like, um, you're starting as a, as a child, as a baby owl, a mini yes. owl. Um, and your parents get captured and taken to a zoo. So you've immediately got this antagonist of humans. Okay. So that can come back in later on in the, in the thing when you're taking babies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm seeing now that, you know, it's a coming of age story of, of this owl. Um, you know how in Papers Please how you've got that sort of diminishing returns. Your aunt, your yeah, you- brother or whatever, um, you know, and they they start off okay, but then yeah. at the end of each day, if you haven't if you haven't caught enough food and that sort of right. stuff. Your brothers and sisters are, are sort yeah, of, and, and um, there's basically no way you can actually provide enough for everybody. Enough for at, everyone, at, particularly yeah. at the beginning when you you don't have resources. So, and such. so I'm picturing that it's that it's sort of like you're learning to hunt. So at first you can't travel too far from the tree because you're not very strong. Yeah. So there's your, there's your progression of as you gradually mm-hmm. get stronger, you know, you can you can venture further. You can venture further. Um, so at first you're sort of like trying to capture to small field mice yep. and um, whatever else you can sort of get, maybe worms. I don't know what owls eat. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, mainly rodents and birds, apparently. Other okay. birds. Other birds. So, may- maybe that's one of the things. You you see a bird flying out at night and, you know, you've got to lock onto it and, and sort of oh, yeah. fly around trying to trying to take them out. Yeah. I know. Earthworms and beetles as well. Could so. be quite a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I- I like that idea. Yeah, for sure. So you you're starting small things. Um yeah, there's a different challenge of hunting something that like another bird that is flying versus something that's on the ground. It's it's sort of all about tracking your prey, you know, without them seeing you and then um getting to them before they can hide under something and choosing the right time to really do that sort of final swoop and grab. Um so I'm thinking as you as you progress further, um you start Getting bigger than what than what you know you ever sort mm. of have uh, any other sort of owl has before because there's something a little bit different about you. So now your prey has been upgraded to like house cats, yeah, okay, and and like small poodles, um, pugs. <laughs> so it, it just gradually builds up and up and up until finally you can you can start stalking humans. And, <laughs> so how and- big do you fucking get? <laughs> Well, I, I'm 
I'm picturing that may- maybe this some of the backstory that you can you can find out. Well, maybe it was that like your whole your whole family was captured and taken to the zoo, um, and experimented on, but you were, you managed to escape, and so you know in in the in the classic superhero fashion you were radiated upon, and that means that you are capable. You know, with this now uh, diverse and abundant food source at your at your yep. feet, uh, you are capable of yeah, basically endless growth <laughs> as long as you can keep <laughs> as long as you can keep eating. And and obviously, if you if you start capturing humans and that sort of stuff, you need more and more to to sustain your now huge. Yeah, body. absolutely, absolutely, so- and and that becomes a big challenge because humans fight back. Uh, you know. You, you you start to get a reputation, as, of course, as a giant fucking human-eating owl would get. Um, <laughs> and so, they start protecting themselves and you get more more they humans with guns and-, and there are traps and there are ambushes and hunters. And- um, so, I'm, I'm picturing that um, there's a couple of different storylines that- you can go down. You can either befriend the humans, or you can you can oh, eat them. Wait, depending so on what you- do you? How do you befriend them? Are you also did this radiation also make you like super intelligent and able to communicate? Um, I'm I'm thinking of it kind of like you know how there's hawks and stuff that can that can like follow commands. Okay, I'm pi- I'm picturing that this this owl where he lives, it's actually on this mad scientist's um preserve. Okay. Sort of like he he's got a massive mansion, and you can you can like investigate the mansion mm. and and that sort of stuff. And obviously, you can't read human writing, but we can actually read human writing, and you you can maybe piece together. Um, I, you as I love as the idea that this game but- is basically like Batman Arkham City, except you're an owl. Like you're basically the owl superhero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. And and so so maybe you can actually start. Like protecting some of the um some of the other owls in in this particular uh, reserve. Yeah, like, well, maybe there's an aspect um, of building up your kind of uh, uh, army army community. of allies in a way that you can call upon as a special attack at certain times. And so, depending yep. on depending um, on how many of the sort of areas you've unlocked by bringing them food or doing things for them, you can. Yep. Yeah. So I'm picturing you know you can you can have Nightwing. Um, <laughs> yeah, Robin. Robin. Um, yeah. Bats, I mean, <laughs> Batgirl. Batgirl. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and the mad scientist is... Um, he's, he's a bit of a joker. <laughs> oh, no, no I, I was actually thinking Mr. Wayne. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we won't go down that direction. Although I, I kind of do like no. the idea of that that it actually is Batman and you're just this owl who's like... Maybe you end up. You're actually one of the villains against Bat against Batman. <laughs> no, okay. I think let's let's ignore well, the Batman um, thing because uh, I I do like this idea though of it just being that sort of feeling, right? Like going around this relatively open world again. Good traversal because you're flying around. You're sort of swooping down. You're zooming. You're grabbing food. Uh, yep. growing. You know, and yeah, you you do have to balance. Like as you get bigger, you need larger and larger creatures to to um, sustain yourself. Uh, yeah, side quests, which basically do unlock, uh, powers where you can call upon your bat friends when you need, you know, when you're in a yeah. particularly sticky situation because the, they've set an ambush for you. Uh, um, well, there, there was actually a, um, a storyline in the Batman universe in which 
the um the big enemies were the court of owls. I mean, I'm not fucking surprised. Because owls are actually a um a like natural predator of bats. Batman so maybe- has fought everyone. So yeah, okay. Yeah. There can be some Batman Easter eggs. Yeah, oh, you you could actually set it within within Gotham City. It just doesn't have to actually physically yeah. say it. Maybe uh, you get um, some little clues. You know, depend depending on what what um what time of night and that sort of stuff. If you look up into the sky, you just see the bat yeah. si- signal. You see a few like fucking Riddler question marks around. You can't actually do anything with them. Just waiting <laughs> there for Batman. <laughs> And then, but then the sequel is like a full-on team up between you and Batman. <laughs> uh, um, I'm just, I'm just gonna say um, one thing that I find hilarious about this yeah. game is that owls, after eating things, like vomit up the indigestible parts as these like little mm-hmm. gross pellets. So yeah. I'm just picturing like these fucking owls becoming a superhero, but it's just leaving these giant. Human-sized, like, <laughs> piles, piles of, of bones. bones, hair, and, like, indigestible fat or something. Oh, God. And just, like, freaking the fuck out of all the humans around. <laughs> the owl has been here. But but you can tell just how good a feed he's had because of the belch. <laughs> <laughs> and we come full circle, folks. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I like yeah, that. I'd play. I'd play that. Wait, cut that out. We'll put it at the end. <laughs> Everything's better in VR. <laughs> Everything's better in VR, motherfuckers. I'd like to thank you all for joining us here on Bitstorm. Yeah, thanks. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta- Instagram by searching for Bitstormcast on all of those. Check us out on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe there. Uh, we have a website bitstormcast.com um, and we'd like to thank Kuridus for the song Mad Defiance off of the album Containment Failure you can find that at Kuridus.net I'd like to plug the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network a lot of we've made a lot of great friends there it's a great group of other gaming podcasts as you would imagine check them out on Facebook or the hashtag AGPN on Twitter we would like to also plug Podchaser which is a no we wouldn't <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'd like to tell you about Podchaser, just a new site for rating and reviewing and finding new podcasts created by yours truly in part. Uh, but, but you can find us there. Uh, search for us, Bitstorm, leave us a rating or review. Uh, it's a much nicer interface than iTunes. So check it out. Says you. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Facebook group now where we are putting up a listener click pitch every week on Fridays, generally when I don't forget to put it up. You can come there and we'll put up some prompts and you can comment and tell us the ideas that come to you for those prompts. And we usually put up our ideas as well. Uh, there were some good ones this week by me and uh, by our good friend, Michael, <laughs> who... Uh, yeah, we 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 did, we unfortunately ran out of time to talk about them this week, but we may, if we have time in future, talk about the ideas that come up in that group. And I'd also like to mention, Ho- hopefully, oh, not ideas that we come up with, though. Hopefully yeah, we, we, we would like listener ideas. we would like to mostly focus on listener ideas. But uh, hey, you and I come up with some really good ideas on that group sometimes <laughs> that I just need to talk <laughs> about on the cast. I'd also like to mention uh, a campaign that we are part of in or going to be part of in October, which is the Two Pods a Day campaign. Trevor and I have just listened to three episodes of other podcasts that are going to be featured in that campaign. Our reviews are going to go up on the site as they come out. Basically, two podcasts a day, 
for every day in October will uh, will be featured and we will be one of them. So check out hashtag two pods a day. Uh, there are campaigns there for the previous two uh, months that he's done. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good way to, to find new podcasts that you otherwise might not have seen. So yeah, that's cool. Um, and at the end of each of each of those reviews, if you happen to read the reviews of the of the episodes that we did, just picture them there being an I concur, and that's that's me saying <laughs> me saying I I agree with everything Ben said. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote the reviews. Trevor agrees. Uh, so anyway, anyway, I think that's the end of our podcast this week. So I have been Ben Slinger. I have been Trevor Scott, and I everything's better in play that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better, and I'd play that in, in VR. VR. <laughs>